Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church in Jersey. Praise the Lord. Good morning. Um, my name is Adam. A husband to a lovely wife, Kuda, they seated. Um, and also a father to a lovely daughter, Christiana. That's the sh- shortest introduction that I can give of myself. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's lovely to, to have you this, this day, and I really thank God. Um, I thank Greg, James, and the leadership of the church for this opportunity to share with you the saints, which the Bible rightly calls you, um, the Word of God. Um, Today what I'm sharing with you is the irrefutable facts of the gospel. The gospel is the good news. It is what Paul says, the power of God unto salvation. He says in another place that for the world in its own wisdom could not find God. They could not be saved on their own. But God chose the foolishness of preaching the gospel to save those that are lost. In another place he says, this gospel is the power to salvation. To them that believe, that do not believe, it's foolishness. But to us who believe, it's it's power unto salvation. Praise the Lord. We need to understand and be grateful that we are Christians because the gospel of Jesus Christ, it talks about what God has done in Jesus, through Jesus and by Jesus. It is the only message that talks of what God has already done and we are only needing to appropriate it into our lives. Other religions will tell you of what you need to do to please God for God to accept you. And some of these facts are the irrefutable facts of the gospel, what the total package of the gospel contains. And number one, the new birth and eternal life. We shall read, you'll be reading from the projector and I'll paraphrase it for you. Um, The gospel according to St. John chapter number three from verse number one. But I will zero in on verse 6 and 7. But from there, you understand the Bible talks of a man by the name Nicodemus. The Bible says he went by night to Jesus. And the Bible says he was a Pharisee and the ruler of the Jews. And he went there to understand something about entering the kingdom of God. And the Bible says, I like what Jesus says to him on verse 6. He says, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, but that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Then on the seventh verse, he says, marvel ye not that I say you must be born again. I like one translation that says, be not surprised that I say unto you, it is necessary for you all to be born again in Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 9. The, the writer of Hebrews 
tries to show that God is called the Father of Spirits. He says that we give reverence to the fathers of our flesh, meaning of our parents. He says we give them reverence when they give us correction. He says how much more should we not be in subjection to the Father of Spirits and live? In that place he calls them, he calls God the Father of Spirits. When a man enters into this world, when a man is born into this world, his natural birth, he is born to his biological parents, the father and mother. That's what the apostle Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23, when he says, being born again, not of the corruptible seed. By the corruptible seed there, he means by, by, by the corruptible sperm. He means being born by biological parents. You see, every man who enters into the, this world, he's born by, to, to, to ethnic parents. But there is another kind of birth, which the, the Bible, the gospel, talks about. It's called the new birth, the spiritual birth, the birth of your new spirit, of your spirit. And you become the new man. That's called the new birth. So every man who had a natural birth, who entered into this world, he needs to be born anew. The day he awakens to the fatherhood of God, he becomes the child of God. And the Bible then calls him the new man. First Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 17. The Bible, the Apostle Paul says, if any man, not some man, he says, if any man, regardless of the creed, color, sex, or what. He says, if any man be in Christ Jesus, he will be? No. He says he is a new creation. It's a present hour reality. He shall not be. He is already. If you receive Jesus Christ into your life, the Bible calls you a new creation. You are a new man, a new type of species. And there, God starts to be the father of your spirit. And you are called the son of God. The Apostle, Paul, the Apostle John says in his epistle, 1 John chapter number 3, I love verse 2. It says, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. Not tomorrow. He says, now, he says, beloved, now are we the sons of God. It is not yet revealed what we shall be. But what we know is this, when he appears, we shall be like him. Now we are the sons of God. More than that, more than being a new type of species, more than just being called the son of God, there and then eternal life is imparted into your spirit. Not when we die. We are not waiting to die for us to get eternal life. Understand this. We have the eternal life already. The Apostle John says, 1 John chapter number 5, verse number 11. He says, this is the record, other versions say. This is the testimony, other versions say. This is the witness that God, not man. He says, that God has given us eternal life. 
And he says, that life is in his son. And whosoever has the son has the life. And whosoever does not have the son does not have life. Eternal life is the life of God. It is the very nature of God. Is that what makes God God? We have it, the Bible says. We have it. The gospel of Jesus Christ has the power. It contains this irre these irrefutable facts of new birth and eternal life. We are talking about the irrefutable facts of the gospel. At one point, as I always did, I was preaching in a bus. On that particular day, I was even reluctant to preach. I did not. You know what it means when you feel it necessary. <laughs> I felt like Paul when he said, Woe unto me if I do not preach the gospel. I felt, I felt like, like Jeremiah who says, It was like fire shattered within my bones. And that day I didn't want to. And I was sweating all over. And another man, I don't know how he knew, but he just came to me and he says, Brother, you must preach the gospel. And I stood up in that bus and I began to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I say, it is the power unto salvation. And the driver of the bus, I'm just trying to, to, to show you that it is the power of God unto salvation. God chose the foolishness of preaching the gospel to save those that are lost. The driver of the bus that day, he stopped the bus. He says, I'm giving you the opportunity to finish your message before people actually leave the bus. And I preached the gospel. <laughs> and men, the whole bus gave their life to Jesus. And from that day, from that moment, he changed even the songs that he was playing in the bus. <laughs> they were gospel songs. Or you know, it is the power of God unto salvation. Praise the Lord. Number two, the gospel of Jesus talks about righteousness. Right? Righteousness, it is the rightness of God in a man. Righteousness, it is divinity in humanity. It is the rightness of God imparted into a human spirit. The ability of God to do right put in a man. In Ephesians chapter number 4, verse number 24, Paul says, put on a new man who was created after God in righteousness and true holiness. The day we were born again, the day we accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. The day you are called the child of God, righteousness is imparted into your spirit and you become a new man and righteousness becomes our nature. It is our nature. You see, if you are a human being, if you feel like a cow, it does not mean that you are a cow. <laughs> 
you're just feeling like a cow that day. You see, you can feel like a sinner, but it does not mean that you are a sinner. Your nature, when you are born again, is righteousness. But the devil is the accuser of the brethren, the Bible calls him. He wants you to become sin conscious, not of righteous conscious. There is what is called righteous consciousness. You see, when you become sin conscious, the devil reminds you of your past, of the things that you did. And it cripples the effectiveness in the faith. But this day, I hope this will be helpful. Righteousness became our nature when we accepted Jesus Christ. And the fact that you are feeling like a sinner another day does not make you a sinner. You see, it is the gift of God. The Apostle Paul in Romans, he says, now there appears another righteousness which is apart from the law, to which the prophets and the law testify, even the righteousness which is by faith in Christ Jesus. Righteousness is a gift. Romans chapter 5, verse number 1, the Apostle Paul says, Therefore being declared righteous, we have peace with God. God is not your enemy. God is not our enemy. He is at peace with us. Because of what Jesus Christ did. Before he said that on the first verse in chapter 5, he, he says on, on the last verse on, of chapter 4, he says, Jesus Christ was raised for our justification, meaning that he was raised that we might be declared not guilty. It is a gift. Now, more than a gift, the Apostle Paul explains it better, that it is not only that it has been reckoned on us, it is not only that we are declared righteous, it is not only that it is by faith, but that we are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter number 5, verse number 21, he will you not sin, meaning Jesus. He became sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. We can shame the devil this morning and call ourselves the righteousness of God. Can you say it after me? I am the righteousness of God in Christ. No, come on, let's mean it. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Righteousness is my nature. Praise the Lord. Those, those, that's the response or the response that we should give to the word of God. We see, these things are there so that we can say them. We can boldly say, I'm born of God. I am born of God. Righteousness is my nature. I am born of God. You see. Number three, the dominion of Christ Jesus. The dominion of Christ Jesus. Now, when we are talking about the dominion of Christ Jesus, we are saying that when we were born again, we were not made weak. You see, in another place, the Apostle Paul says, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, the same spirit 
that raised Jesus from the dead is at work within us. In John chapter number 16, verse number 33, Jesus himself, he said, in this world, you will have tribulations, persecutions. But he says, cheer up, because I have overcome the world. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We have Jesus in us. We are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. He is awakened to the fatherhood of God. He is born into the family of God. He has the backing of the angels, the heavenly army. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It reminds me at one particular place. I'll tell you of two stories. These happened to me. You see, I was about to preach the gospel of Jesus in a bus again. It was another bus. And before I preached, something happened. And somehow it happened that I was too reluctant to do it. But, you know, it's, it's quite interesting that in this case, I could see the accident happening. You see, the bus was on two wheels. And everything which was on top was starting to fall off. And people were screaming all over. They were shouting all sorts. And I, I, do not know, I do not know where I got the boldness, but I stood up and I said, in the name of Jesus, on, 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 top of, of, on top of my voice. I saw two other men who were behind me. They were speaking in tongues. And thank God, thank God of the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus was given to us when we were born again, for us to use. It is the name that is above every name. In Philippians chapter number 2, verse number 5, the Bible says that being found himself as God, he did not thought it robbery to be equal with God, but was found in form of a servant, in the likeness of a man. He humbled himself even unto death, even the death of the cross. And the Bible says, therefore God has, has exalted him, highly exalted him, and has given him a name that is above every name, to which every knee should bow, of things in heaven, of things on earth, and of things under the earth. The name of Jesus. Everything bows to Jesus. Circumstances, situations, they bow to the name of Jesus. Another day when I was hit by a car on a highway, I was cycling. A car was driving and he told me later that he was actually running away from, from a heavy vehicle. And the only thing he could do was to hit a soft spot and I was the soft spot. He called it defensive driving. <laughs> After I, I refused to go to the hospital, the next day I was not walking. My leg was thick as a log, and I couldn't walk. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't step on it. Something was awakened within me that I have the name of Jesus. 
I looked at my leg, I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed. Instantly, there and then, I saw my leg shrinking. That's the power of the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Number four, the irrefutable facts of the gospel. Fellowship of the Spirit. Praise the Lord. We know and we are aware that the Holy Spirit has come. Because Jesus says in John chapter number 16, specifically in John in, in number 7 through to 13, where he basically says, it is expedient that I go unto the Father. Because if I go unto the Father, I will send another another comforter, that he will be with you. And he says when he comes, he will teach you of all things and he will guide you into all truth. Praise the Lord. And we know that the Holy Spirit has come. But it is not only for us to experience the power of the Holy Spirit and it is not only for us to, to feel good about the Spirit and to see the miracles of the Spirit, but for the fellowship. We are called into fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. To realize that the Holy Spirit is the person. He's not an influence. He's not an object. Right now he's with you. Praise the Lord. Writing to the Corinthians, in 2 Corinthians chapter number 13, verse number 14, the Apostle Paul says, he says, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Praise the Lord. Wherever you are, you are not alone. Even in times when you think you are alone, you are not alone. The Spirit of God is with you. Praise the Lord. In another place, the Apostle Paul says, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We house him. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God is with us. I remember one day, it was a Sunday, and I didn't go to church. Forgive me about that. <laughs> And I walked into my room, and the, I felt the presence of the Spirit. And the first thing he told me is that sleep on the floor and start praying. And in my mind, I said, this defies logic. How can I sleep on the floor when my mattress is there? <laughs> Nevertheless, I did. Praise the Lord. For an hour, I was praying. Spraying in tongues, praying with my understanding, rolling on the floor until I passed out. I slept. I fell asleep. I only to wake up later and the Spirit said, you are not done. I read some more and he says, and I wanted to sleep on the mattress and he said, no. He said, go and cycle around. It didn't make sense. I took my, my bicycle. I started cycling around the, the, the clothes. You see, Little did I know, it was about the evening, and I went into my room again, and he said, sweep the room. And instead of just sweeping and avoiding my mattress, I just pulled the whole thing so that I could find the space to clean up. And lo and behold, there was a snake on my pillow, coiled. Had I slept on that mattress, only God knows. 
wat kudewa bent. The fellowship of the Spirit. We are called into the fellowship with the Spirit of God. He is real. Praise the Lord. Number five. The ascension and the return of Christ is a fact of the gospel. It is the fact of the gospel. Without the resurrection of Jesus Christ, we are not Christians. Christianity started when Jesus rose from the dead. The Bible says that if the, if the dead do not rise, there's no resurrection. And if there's no resurrection, your faith is in vain. And the apostle, the apostle in the book of Acts, I believe it's Luke who wrote it, he says that I've written these things of what Jesus began to do. And how after four days when he rose from the dead, he showed himself to his disciples with infallible proofs of resurrection. The undeniable proofs of resurrection. The apostle for seconding him, he basically said in 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, he says that, how that I declared the gospel to you, that which I've, I had also received, and he says that how that Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures and was buried and raised from the dead according to the scriptures and was seen first by Cephas, which means Peter, and was also seen by 500 in one place. And he also says he was also seen after he rose from the dead by the 12 and was also seen by James. And he says, lastly, he was also seen of me. Praise the Lord. Jesus Christ rose from the dead, and that's the crux of the gospel. Not only did he rise, the Bible says that when he rose from the dead, the Bible says he, he made an appointment with his disciples. Meet me in Galilee, he said, and there he met them, and he began to say things. In verse 8, chapter number 1 of Acts, the Bible says, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses, starting in Jerusalem, to, in, Galilee, in Galilee, and to the ends of the world. And the Bible says, he, while he was saying these things, the Bible says he was taken up into heaven. They saw him. Jesus Christ did not vanish. The Bible says he levitated. He ascended into heaven. Into heaven. They saw him going until he was received into the clouds. And the Bible says that the two angels appeared and says, men of Galilee, why are you looking or staring into heaven? The same Jesus whom you saw going up, the same way you saw him going, you will see him coming back. The message is he's coming back. Jesus Christ is coming back. And the Bible says very soon, praise the Lord. Can you raise your hands with me? Father, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that the entrance of your word brings light to the symbol. Thank you, Lord, for the rays of your word. Thank you, Lord, for the illumination by your word. In the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your fellowship by your spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the supply of the grace in the mighty name of Jesus, we decree that we have dominion over circumstances. And right now we decree order and peace to situations. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing to, to, to the sick. 
In the name of Jesus, we thank you this hour and we glorify your name. Praise your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com for more resources and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. And please consider supporting this ministry financially by making a donation on the giving page of leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.